Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Dev, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you want to end a one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise to talk sports on a national level? Both with the topics, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Y'all know what it is. Good War Room family, you're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Dev Mack. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother, B. Austin, the Hot Block Commander. Jimmy the Blueprint will be with us in just a few minutes. But NBA All-Star Weekend, I emphasize week end, is behind us. <laughs> And um, it's time for, for the NBA contenders to start distancing themselves from the pretenders. So we'll wrap about a couple of pressing storylines that's going to shape the NBA playoff picture um, down this final stretch. Oh, so the Lakers you know, Yeah, pretty, pretty much. So you guys, you know, sit back, relax. Bust it up again with you guys in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of Earth. Uh, you can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room. At blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Shout out to our people in there, uh, Neil, Skyview, for holding it down every week. Or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports, um, IG as well. Uh, we'll also be taking your calls in about 20 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline at numbers 323 010 0012. Oh, what up, what up, what up, fam bam? Yo, Russia is currently laying hands upon the Ukraine as we speak. So, B, is it time for Biden to back up that big talk that he's been talking or, or no? No, no, not at all. Uh, <clears throat> a million. And it, it, it's like, um, first of all, let me just say that we don't want no problems, Mr. Putin. Uh, that's your <laughs> part of the world. Uh, and I know that you um, you got your finger on that button, things over here, and then they would send them things back, and then that would be it. And I'm yeah. not trying to deal with the apocalypse, at least not in this form. Right. Let's, let's like that. I'm cool COVID, that. COVID just now slowing down. Like, we don't need this. Like, we just trying to get back outside, outside. Like, come on now. We don't need this. Um, but, you know, before it happened, Man, Biden was talking yo, that big talk. Like, you, if y'all do it, then we're going to have to come nah, on and scrap. No one else spoke. But, listen, I'm going to tell you something hilarious about your man. You, you know that he's batshit crazy. He called, he called the uh, Ukrainian president a Nazi. So the <laughs> Ukrainian president is Jewish. <laughs> he called him a Nazi. Yeah. Oh, the boy's Jewish. He's yeah. literally uh, yeah. a, a Ukrainian Jew. <laughs> and he called him a Nazi. But look, this is um this is what he said, man. I was reading something that, you know, was detailing everything saying Russian troops launched a wide ranging attack on Ukraine on Thursday. Today is President Vladimir Putin 
cast aside international condemnation and sanctions and warned other countries that any attempt to interfere would lead to, quote-unquote, consequences you have never seen. So Biden, he's taking your big talk, (laughs) and he's raising you some big talk. He said consequences you have never seen. So he's basically telling everybody in the world who got something to say, to mind your business. Don't come over here with that bullshit, or you will see consequences you have never seen. You, you can, think you can, you can get these hands? You can get these hands too if you want. Now, if you don't want them, so, B, do you, then don't come do you think here talking. That's, you think that's the crazy talk? You know, how sometimes you know you got to talk crazy to to scare somebody, even if you don't really want it. Um, shout out to, to Will Smith and uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mind your business. That's all. Mind your business. But yeah, mind your business. Is, is it that tough or talk, he really got something waiting? You know how, and, and you may have been in these situations. I know I have, where your ego conspires even with your fear. Where it's like, yo, I really don't want to fight this big mother effort, but gotta say something. And I don't even want to back. So I hope that he don't come over here. But if he come over here, then it's got to be what it's got to be. And I think that's kind of what it is because Vladimir is way more about his masculinity. My man rides like horses with no shirt on in negative (laughs) 10 degrees just to show you what it really is when you're a Russian president. I I don't think. I don't think the U.S. wants them type of problems. But shout out, shout out to the uh, Republican Party and Donald Trump because they're supporting Vladimir Putin. I don't know if you've seen that. That's a thing. That's a movement. Donald Trump has come out and said that what Putin is doing is genius. And uh, the Republican Party is, like, basically committing uh, digital <laughs> social media treason. Like, there's a lot of... I don't even want to label them conservatives, but there's a lot of people that subscribe to the Republican Party running around here committing online treason, like supporting Russia. Like I, I don't understand it. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. Pewter's Putin. Shout out to Ken. Pewter's Putin. <clears throat> All right, man. Well, we're going to see how it shakes out because, like I said, as we speak, they are laying hands. On, on the Ukraine, um, I saw some photos and, and, and videos of, you know, Ukrainian citizens trying to get up out of Dodge um, to no avail because the traffic is crazy right now. So, um, man, Godspeed to the people over there. All right, man. So let's uh, before we get started, y'all know what it is, man. We just want to remind you that whether you with us live or not. At any time on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show, The War Room, and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that by either tuning in on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So basically, if you have a favorite place where you get your podcast, the War Room Sports Podcast Network is pretty sure to be there. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode of any of your favorite shows on the network. If you're a hip-hop head, Tissue and the Tape is there. If you're a Philly sports fan, the Broad Street Line, Superstars, they're both there. 
If you like, if you call yourself a foodie, John Appetit, it's there. On the Couch with the Wilsons for all you movie and TV heads, it's there. And for more, just all around national sports coverage after further re- review with the mayor is also there. So make sure you guys check that out. There is no excuse. So let's jump into these hot topics. Be awesome, man. Hot topics are brought to everybody by my bookie. War Room family, it's time for you to make some, some money sports betting in my bookie. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, then it's time to stop wasting time and place a bet. Lay down some bread on all the biggest games in sports. By joining the War Room and thousands of other online players, placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after the game starts. So join now, and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM. That's all caps, one word, WARROOM. To activate this offer, visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. So, everybody out there, if you're a basketball fan at least, you know uh, the NBA All-Star Weekend in Cleveland, Ohio uh, is is behind us now. It was this past weekend. Um, B, did you get to partake uh, in any of the festivities, you know, digitally, however? But did you watch anything from All-Star Weekend? Man, I thoroughly enjoyed the dunk contest. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did not. But, yo, I, I, you know, I wanted I emphasized, and even the title of, of tonight's podcast emphasizes, you know, NBA All-Star Week. Because in my estimation, it was pretty weak, especially for a milestone year in the NBA, you know, with the top 75 going on because this is the 75th anniversary of the league um just a little recap uh the rising stars uh game which was actually not just a game they changed the format of that um the rising stars it was kind of like a three team uh four team excuse me tournament <laughs> and and the two two teams played each other and the winner of those two games played each other for the championship um, I was interested in a format change, you know, when it was announced, B, but sitting there watching it, it just turned out to be long and boring, but pretty, long much, like, pretty much like everything else this, this All-Star weekend. Um, the So that was one of the, you know, besides the celebrity game that happened on Friday night. Then NBA All-Star Saturday night happened, and... There was a lot of format changes in that as well. The skills challenge um, was a team thing this time. They had three-man teams, and the the young team from the Cleveland Cavaliers represented the home uh, court and took that competition. Um, And then, of course, we had the the big-ticket contest, the three-point contest, and the slam-dunk contest. Your man, Cat, Carl Anthony Towns is now the reigning three-point king in the NBA. He seemed to take the whole thing very, very seriously, um, you know, because we're not used to seeing straight-up big men, you know, of his ilk take the three-point contest. But he seems to think that it's more than just a contest. Like, wherever you saw him for the rest of All-Star Weekend, like, he was really on his arrogant I won the three-point contest type joint. <laughs> <And laughs> it was kind of uh, funny to see. 
And then, of course, the dunk contest, which you uh, which you mentioned. Um, Ob Toppin is crowned the dunk champion, but and I don't know. I, I think this pretty much happens every year. We have a couple of years that are outliers, but there are a lot of people that are saying this year's dunk contest was the worst they'd ever seen. But I think I think you kind of hear that every year. Um, but do you agree with the sentiment this year? Have you seen a dunk contest worse than what we saw on Saturday this past Saturday night? Uh, no, but I will also say that I've seen many, many, many dunk contests that were better at uh, playgrounds that I play at. <laughs> what can they do? Because this, like I said, this is the sentiment every year. And then once in a while you get a classic like um, um, Aaron Gordon versus Zach Levine once in a while. Um what can they do, man? Like, because this is a question that's asked every year. What can they do to revitalize the slam dunk contest? Um, is there a point where we just say forget the slam dunk contest and find something else to fill that space? Or is there something that could be done to make it interesting, to make it exciting again? Yeah, we need to either incentivize or mandate that some of these stars get into this contest. I mean, praise be to, praise be to Ja. I think Ja Rastafari, Ayanai uh, Selassie, could bring some heat uh, back to it. Um, as old as his ass is, I think Russell Westbrook could bring a little heat. And if I'm not mistaken, he's been in one previously. Uh, LeBron's time has come and passed, we know. Um, not that he still can't do some amazing stuff, but I don't see him winning a dunk contest at this stage. But we need to mandate some of these stars, man. Some of these dudes are too afraid of their legacy. Some of these guys are too Zion cool. to actually play ball. We can get him in the dunk contest. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Yo, I, I, man, I don't think he, he may not ever get back on the court again. Like I hear, um, I hear people saying stuff like, you know, at this point have the dunk contest, but you don't even need to put NBA players in it because you know there's a bunch of YouTube dunkers out there that are way better and way more exciting. That's one idea. That, that but is I think true. If you That's true, keep but it, it's corny. It's right, true, but right. it's corny. If right, you because have. this is NBA All Star Weekend, and then you got to go outside of a league where you have, you know. However many, what's, how many people in the league? Fifteen hundred people. I mean, we have in the seen, league. we have seen some. And we got to go outside of the league to get people to to be in a slam dunk contest. I get where you're going with that. That is kind of corny. But what you said is is the other sentiment that I hear. And um, shout out to Tobias because he'll probably call in later. We we were talking last week, and we kind of agreed like. The problem with the dunk contest isn't that, you know, because we hear this all the time from maybe people like Kenny Smith, you know, we've seen everything that could be done. I don't think that's necessarily the problem. I think the problem is what you just said, B. Even if we see dunks that we've seen before, if you're seeing them from superstar players, players that people are actually interested in, yo, people will look at 
you know, LeBron or Ja or, or, you know, anybody like that doing the same dunk as an Obi Toppin or somebody like that. And it'll be five times better just because these are superstars. And we know we live in the world of Koloff culture. So, you know, just having these guys in the contest will make it that much more interesting for people um, rather than you getting to see the nobodies of the league go out here and miss 65 dunks. Um, and, and play themselves. Uh, shout out to Skyview in the you chat brought up, that you, brought up an, you brought up way, an interesting name. himself up way too much, and that's definitely what he's been doing. But go ahead. You brought up an, inter- you brought up an interesting name, and, and I kind of poo-pooed it, but I, I'll, I'll go here with it. Would you be interested in seeing Aaron Donald dunk? Me? In an in a NBA dunk yeah. contest? No, 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 no. Just, just follow me, brother. <laughs> if we're interested in Aaron Donald and how incredible it would be to see a 290-pound man dunk, then we would be very interested in seeing Zion dunk because he's a defensive tackle, <laughs> nose guard, the same. So to see well, him man, your man in a dunk it in, in the celebrity game, windmills and everything, Miles Garrett, that dude is a super oh, original yo, man. He, yo, he's a, yo, he's a. He's a super that I, I not necessarily reflective of, of the war of Warland sports believe that the original people are of melanated origin and they come from another planet. And there are some of us that have a more direct connection with those genes. Miles my, my Garrett is one of them. Man. I've never seen nothing like, like, yo, he, yo, and he's like, he's like T.O. Like T.O., I know you know, T.O. take hooping like serious, like serious, serious. Miles Garrett thinks he can really rock. Like he really I wouldn't rock. The whole time, like because I didn't see the, you know, I just saw snippets of the uh, celebrity game this year. But I'm looking at dude out there, you know, sun out, guns out, and I'm like, who wants to play with dude? Like I'm not trying to get into a box out situation with this dude. And he's a football player. You know, every football player, you know this for a fact. Every football player you've ever hooped with was a hack, was a straight-up hack, right? But think about getting hacked by Miles Garrett and how much that probably hurts. <laughs> that probably really hurts to get hacked by Miles Garrett. Um, yeah, so once when he signed up for the celebrity game, like if I was supposed to be on one of them rosters, if I'm not on his team, I'm not, you know, I'm not showing up that night because if I am a celebrity for some reason, I got reason to be alive and be healthy. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Because he he wanted them, he wanted them type of board that he can't really, he can't really tone it down. Like, all right, so the difference between ballers that can hoop, players that can actually hoop, a lot of times football players don't know how to turn it down. Like, you know, I'm talking not in their nature to turn like professional professional basketball players, even at any level, they can do the Larry Hughes thumbs up run. You know what I'm talking about? They can they can kinda they can tone it down. NFL dudes that go hard, they just go hard. No reason. But <laughs> no, no tone. Reason. No tone whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott, you said Scotty Barnes and Maxie let him down. Um, if you're talking about that, uh, the Rising Stars challenge or whatever. 
Yeah, so, I mean, for me, you know, just recapping the weekend, man, it was a lot of moments. It's like, you know, you get excited for this because you're a hoop fan. And then it's like, again, this was bad. Like, I get excited for this, and in the middle of it, it's like I really could turn and watch something else right now. Um, Another question I have about the whole thing is why does Cleveland keep getting these milestone all-star games? Remember, Cleveland had the top 50 when they named the top 50 players in NBA history, when they gave them the leather jackets, and now they're getting top 75. So are we giving Cleveland 100 as well? Um, because I, I just I don't understand it. Like, it's not one of your greater NBA markets. It's not one of your better cities, period. But they keep getting these important milestone all-star games that I really don't understand. So the top 75 did happen that night. I mean, we had already seen the list, so we already knew who was out there. Um, but this, you know, was like the top 50 where you actually got to see the guys get together and be honored in a ceremony. Anything that happened there, you know, stand out to you? Um, there were certain people that weren't there. There were certain people that showed up at the last minute that I don't think we knew was going to be there. Uh, one Michael Jeffrey Jordan uh, didn't seem to be at any of the festivities all weekend, and then he did show up last minute to be called last mm-hmm. because he is the GOAT. Um, <laughs> Cause to many people's children. <laughs> um, um, yo. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just go ahead and say this, and and it has nothing. It literally has nothing to do with his actual ball game because he was an amazing player. And I gotta say it this way, and I'm sorry, FCC, but Scottie Pippen, you are a bitch. Like, there's no, there's nothing else. Yeah, like <laughs> you are, you are, because you 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 laid you laid all of this trash down over the last 24 months. And then you scared to come out in public. And didn't show up. Jazz nigga. Yeah. And, um, scared me. And I know and I know that I ride I know that I ride with, with my brother Jimmy on calling T Mac uh, a band. But it ain't no way there's a top seventy five list and T Mac ain't on it. Because he gave it, he gave everyone that we consider top twenty-five past From the year two thousand. He gave them all the business. He gave them all yeah. the business, including LeBron. He gave them I'm, all the business. I'm they glad you could put your match. personal differences aside and do that because Jimmy yeah. will never. It ain't it, could never. No, nah, it ain't that. <laughs> it ain't it ain't that serious. It ain't that serious with me. Like I acknowledge T Mac. T Mac was more of a funny a funny cat to me uh, that was too confident. For his own good, but I don't. I don't have nothing really against Mac. He's, he's a little bit of the justice, but there's plenty of dudes that that fall into that category. Hell, Dwayne Wade is taking it up to. You know, never mind. But I, I think T Mac. I think that T Mac should have been on that list. It's should have. Scotty can be on there. Mac was better than him. I mean, Dame is on there, and it's not what? even a oh, who's yeah. better. It's like. All right, maybe maybe too soon, because there's people. Yeah, and I you love saying, and I love them. Yeah, same, same I here. I love them. Same here. They but, they stand for everything you know. I stand for, but he shouldn't be on that list yet. 
And then no you know, way. Ray Allen, the, the most overrated basketball Why? player ever Why? at this point, because people really, uh, really enjoy some Ray Allen. Um, what I noticed about that actual ceremony is how petty these basketball players are, man, how grudges are, are have been held. Um, you saw situations where Magic was standing right next to Michael. Um, Isaiah Thomas came up, whispered something in his ear, um, didn't speak to Mike, who was right behind Magic. Uh, <laughs> and then Magic and Mike having a laugh after Isaiah walks away. So, like, I can only imagine what was being said down there. But the fact that these dudes are being honored in such a way and so many people aren't speaking to each other. Ray Allen gets called, walks past Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, and Kevin Garnett just looks up in the air and doesn't even acknowledge him. Um, now I, there's a I, picture that, floating that around on the Internet. So it looks that. like, But it looks like they posed for a photo at some point um, yeah. behind the scenes. That's all that too. But Kevin Garnett kept that same energy in public as – you know, he let Ray Allen walk right past, and he looked like that grudge is still being held. So it's just crazy that after all these years and, uh, you know, the fact that these dudes are being acknowledged as the greatest players in NBA history, like, dudes can't just let bygones be bygones and just, Yo, you know. Dev, Dev, call me, call me, call me Petty Wop, call me Petty White. I, I empathize and relate on some level. To, to some of that, like, I get it. I get it. Like, I believe thoroughly <laughs> in keep that same energy. I just do. Like, I can't. Because to me, it feels like sometimes it would be fake to act like I'm past it and I ain't really past it. It definitely would be fake for Isaiah because Zeke get on TV yeah. every chance he get and throw shade Mike's way and, and kind of try to yeah, diminish So if him. you're not past it, I'm not. I'm not mad at you not being past it. Don't front for me. Just keep it a keep it a buck, man. Keep it a keep it a thousand. And 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 it's to you know it's to our benefit. We get to we get to laugh at it. How much do you think social media plays into continuing some of these grudges now? Um. I mean, I don't know because, like I said, when I speak of like Zeke and Mike, Zeke always take his to the TV. So. <laughs> I mean, he could be getting, you know, he could be getting the battery put in his back from stuff that everybody's nah, saying out think, there. I don't think, uh, um, I don't think cats from that generation really are affected by it. You know what I'm saying? I think no, no, no I don't, that, I don't that, think Zeke, I don't think Zeke and and Mike is social media either. But I was thinking, I was speaking more Ray and uh, and Ticket. The only reason I even mentioned it for with them two, though, Jimmy and MB, is because at this point, it's not, quote-unquote, blasphemy to dog Mike. So not saying that he takes it to social media or anything like that, but he could be a little bit influenced by the fact that, oh, there's a lot of people that speak out against this cat now. So me saying this is not going to get the same effects as it probably did 15 years ago when whenever I said something, it was like a hundred percent sentiment that I'm a hater and this and that, like because of the LeBron stands, Mike has a large contingency of people on social media that just, that just diminishes his career now. So Zeke might feel safer. That's all I'm saying. But, but I agree with y'all. Like, yeah. You know, I don't think Zeke ain't ever been really a part of that life. But, so. 
Zeke, the beat come off like he don't even know what Twitter is. Like he don't beat like he don't even know what that is. But but the thing about the KG KG and John though, that was kind of like who gave you. I saw like the clips of him egging him and all that. But this like this video and pictures yeah, we of them like about the photo making up of them. Yeah. yeah, there's a photo of them posing together. So, but that might be one of those things though. He trying to he's not realizing he's not thinking you know social media like this this picture is gonna make the rounds. It's gonna go viral. He's probably still thinking old school. Oh, I dissed him on TV. <laughs> More people are gonna see that, but it, these days that's not true. So, <laughs> so it could have been. It could have been a. It could have been a keep that same energy attempt that kind of went wrong for him. Backfire. Yeah, see, but I don't. I think I think that the video probably was taken out of context because we know the story. Like, I right. think that these dudes are tired and getting older, and it's like. Yeah, it's like we because we we try to make things out of nothing. Like, I mean, these dudes are retired. Like, you know, at some point you'd be yo. like, "Yo, it is what it is." Hey, yo. just like the Magic Mike yo. and Zeke video. Like, people made a whole dialogue off that, and we didn't know a damn thing of what nobody was saying. It just made sense. Yo, because okay, yo, I have a I have like an ex girl that's been sense. trying to make up. I have an ex that's been trying to make up with me for twenty years, and I've been fleeing. Keep that same energy. <laughs> okay, KG. Keep that, <laughs> keep that same energy. I'm with it. Petty no. You mad? She took her talents to South Beach? What you mad about? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. All right, so, yeah. Um, Jimmy, any closing, you know, statement on All-Star Weekend? Um, again, All-Star um, Week in. We got to emphasize week because, to me, that shit was yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> This was trash, B. It was it was really a waste of my time. The one thing I took from All Star Weekend is that, you know, I, I'm of the opinion that you can't really have a goat in basketball, right? You know, it's, it's a whole chapter in sports book. But, yo, what I will say is, the one thing I'll give Michael Jordan credit for is like, yo, his aura is different than everybody else, right? And I say that because when he walked in the room, it was just different. Like, like yo, I've read I've read about sixty think pieces about like just one minute. Like things that he did, whether it was speaking to Mary J. Blige, whether it was speaking to Luka Doncic, like yo, Mike can speak to someone and have fifty-eight think pieces written. And thinking, you know, y'all, y'all saw Mike, the, y'all saw Mike pat that monkey when he yo, did yo, <laughs> yo, <laughs> Mike said grab the turkey, grab the turkey and out she, the oven, and, and there was and there was no reaction. Y'all saw the last yeah, time somebody knows. tried to he do that. Get... When Tyrese tried to do it, she got him up out the he paint Mike, quick. Though. He definitely ain't Mike. He ain't well, Mike. Mike, Mike, was, yo, yo. Mike, she's she's always she's always wanted that to happen. She's like, yeah. I heard you only like white girls. Mike Pat that monkey. I heard a rumor. This is how stuff start though. I, it was a rumor on Twitter that the song "Real Love" was about like Michael Jordan, and you know I don't know how true it's not. Somebody could have just made it up to you know. Um, I'm gonna anyway, say. Like, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. It's it's some rumors coming out of the locker room. Oh, we got good. breaking news. Uh-oh. Real Where love was about Michael Jordan. According to Black Twitter. According to Black Twitter. We ain't giving no sources. To Black Twitter. Just breaking news here, man. We just breaking Where, news. We man. Have sources. We we reckless like everybody else. I, I, while 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 spending time in the nation's capital. I did have some access to the inner locker room workings of the Wizards. Yo, Mike's Rolodex and Mike's list. Mike is what Drake wants to be when it comes to uh, conquest, man. 
and used Mike, to frequent Mike, and used so. to frequent his uh, restaurant when he had one. I remember that. Mike, but, but I mean, Mike did it. Yo, I mean, Mike did it all, yo. But listen, Mike though, I mean, he's Michael all. Jordan though. Like, like Michael Jordan. Even if you don't think he's the goat, he's arguably the one. He's arguably the goat, and he's also a black billionaire. The boy owns his own team, yo. Yeah, that's a different kind yo, of access. Mike did it, black yo. billionaire. That's a different kind of access, yo, right there. Yo. Well, I'm going to say, 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 i He's a business icon. Y'all didn't hear me though, yo. He yo, all of that in one yo, man, like the '98 Summer Jam. Yo, he hit. Yo, he hit Penny, yo. Penny and Naomi, man. I mean, that ain't Sam. I could have Jermaine Dupri. <laughs> yeah, no. And Dolph. He messed it up. He messed it up for everybody. He messed it up for everybody. Yeah. Now it's like every time, every time, like anybody can have that. Every time we try and say something nice about Tony Braxton, Dev bring up Birdman. Yeah, and there, yo, there that go. They taint it. They taint it, man. Yo, there that go. You know the, you know the vibe, boy. <laughs> you know the vibe. <laughs> yo, Dan, real quick, Dan, I got to put this on the record, yo. New Bel Air drop. I'm gonna put that out there. Yes, sir. I just got a um, alert on my phone because I'm that pressed. I got Bel Air alerts on my phone because the greatest new show that's out right now, and Jeffrey Thomas is, is that bull. Um, y'all know the vibe. Yeah, Jeffrey the bull <laughs> um, Thomas. So. In other NBA news, man, Harden, James Harden is close to his Philadelphia debut. Not necessarily um, in Philadelphia, but he's close to his debut with the team. Um, he will be playing Friday night in Minnesota. Um, of course, you know how it is when a superstar changes teams. His jersey is the number one selling jersey in the NBA right now. And, and um, you know, we'll see how long it is before Philly fans are burning it. But, um He's going to he's going to make his debut, man. Uh, it's about for most teams about twenty three to twenty five more games left in the season. Um, they're 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 one of the favorites in the East to to finish with that number one seed again. Uh, what do y'all think with with his debut being so close, man? How do y'all think this thing is going to pan out between he and Embiid? Do y'all think this is a good fit because people I, I, I see a lot of people glossing over that because we say, well, they say that ben, ben Simmons and Joel was never a great fit. But how does James Harden's game complement Joel and vice versa? Like, what's JoJo going to do I don't, when James Harden is tweeting, tweeting for 20 seconds? He's going to stand <laughs> under I don't, I don't, I don't on think, the block. I don't think he's going to do that. I don't think I don't think he's going to do that. And and. As much you think he as realizes this we, is his best shot at it, and he just can't go do the stuff that he's used I to. I think do? he's, I think he's matured a little bit, and he's Based such on what? a great, he's <laughs> such a great pat, not not his strip club life, but he's such a great passer and setup man. I feel like if they can get it right, that'll be one of the greatest pick and rolls the world has ever seen, or pick and pop, because you know. Joe ain't too keen on rolling to the basket, but I feel like it. There's more upside to that than him and Ben because him and Ben do the same thing, just differently. 
Yeah, back. but that but that's the thing. We say that, but Joel, when has he ever really been in a consistent, consistently run pick and roll offense? No, no, you're, like, no, you're, never. you're absolutely he's right. Not, you're he's right, not. He's not the run running bigs it. that, no, that he's not, he's, James Harden is used to. As a matter of fact, the Sixers just signed Trilly Colley Stein. Stein, shout out to him, um, to a ten day contract. Really and if, he, if he catches on for the rest of the season. He'll be a better match with James Harden in the pick and roll than Joel Embiid would. Joel Embiid is James Harden right now. He's an isolation yeah. player. He's either going to get the ball on the block or he's going to face up and he's going to give you moves like a guard. So this is why I'm you know, wondering, like, how are these dudes going to you know, right, tweak now, their game? I, I, I don't think, let I don't me, think let me, it can work me, in let the me. next 25 games. Let me, let me. Go ahead. <laughs> no, what I was going to say is this, though. Like, so, so – Actually, I'm worried about that for for them because right. like when I look at James Harden's career, I'm, I, I don't know if anybody's played with more superstars. My guy has played with CP3, and they've been along. Work. And now CP3, CP3's been like the best player in the league because he left James Harden. Um, <laughs> Westbrook, Westbrook and Durant couldn't get along with them. Pulled back up with Westbrook and uh, Yamini and um and, and, and Kyrie didn't get along with it. Like he hasn't really worked well with any other superstar. And you know, every no. time he leaves a team, it's always it's always about right. you know personal he was stuff cool more so than OKC like, because he was able to come off the bench and do his thing, bench, yeah. you know, with with the second unit a lot. Like I said, I mean, the reason he left there, it wasn't an animosity type thing, but he knew what he what what his talent was and. He just wasn't gonna sit there and play third fiddle when he could go have his own team. Yeah, but he and got another, the league and scoring a couple times. With, he got another opportunity with Russ and KD and didn't like either one of them then either. So it's like, mm-hmm. my dude is playing with <laughs> you know, It's like, he gets an opportunity to play with other superstars. It just never seems to work out for whatever reason. A lot of times left. it seems to be like, like you know, after yeah, like, if he get in with the Joker and maybe Luka, like, ain't nobody left. He got to make this yeah, work. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, so so he, he going to have to, like, really want it to work. You know what I mean? Like, this is Joe's team. Right. Like, you, you can't. I mean, I know who you are. So right. Joel Embiid is playing the best basketball out of anybody in the NBA right now. You got to recognize that as you come in. And and what it got the what it got going, the All Star MVP is Steph ain't go crazy. Yeah, Steph ain't go super scion. <laughs> so yeah. my thing is, you can't come right. in here with the tween tweens when you got the dude that's playing at the MVP level. He's having his greatest season, you know, he's ever had. You got to right. recognize that and kind of like you, you know let, do what you let him get his tween tween on. And yeah, you got to do what did. That's that, the reason. The reason Miami started having success is because he oh. put the team before himself. Yeah, I mean, we will see, but I think just on you know surface level, I think Joe and 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 James Harden are going to have a lot of work to do to learn how to fit together. I mean, when there's talent there, that much Agreed. talent as those two guys Agreed. have. You know, all it is, like Jimmy said, is, is just an ego thing. Once somebody can put that to the side, they should be fine. They know how to play basketball. But I think the biggest no, no, benefactors or benef- beneficiaries, I'm sorry, of James Harden being there are going to be cats like Tobias Harris and um, Maxie. You know what I'm saying? I think Tobias is going to be the most upside with this because wing. Tobias now – just to be number three, and that's where he belongs. Like he's an amazing number and, three, right? So I think and Tobias the, doesn't have to ISO be, as much you know, as he does. 
He doesn't I mean, have well, the ISO as much as he does. Yeah, he can, he can be set up by James. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not terrible, but a lot of his no, stuff is I'm going to turn around and even if I'm at the three-point line, I'm going to turn around and back you down. But when he gets against other players that are, you know, have a name for themselves up to the superstar level, he's a totally different dude. He takes advantage of no names and little dudes. But Well, the great, here's the great thing. The great thing about this whole situation is they have one of the top 15 coaches of all time to help them figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Damn sure do. Oh, man. Top 15 coach, top 75 veteran. Let's go. Let's go. What I think is being understated in this whole situation, man, is is the old head, Paul Millsap. I think Paul Millsap, if Doc Rivers can, you know, find good, solid minutes for him in the rotation, I think he can help, especially down the stretch and come playoff time. Maybe not now. You rest him up since he's an old head. But the Sixers don't usually have that kind of veteran on the team. So, you know, what he can help them with on the floor and what he can help them with, you know, mentally, I think he's underrated this because people don't even mention the fact that he was a part of the trade. <laughs> yeah, because everybody was saying he's going to get bought out and, like, you know, sold on the market to, to the new master. But listen, though, right. a random yeah, question. Outside of um, outside of uh, maybe Joker, was there any other MVPs in the league that didn't make the 75? Um... Because I was sitting there thinking about Harden. I was like, well, Harden do got an MVP. I thought like, he got an MVP on his resume outside of his scoring prowess. So, and I was like, well, yeah. damn, I think every MVP. All the I think, I think most, I it's not every MVP, yeah, made it. Didn't Russ? Yeah, didn't that Russ a good question. Russ yeah, is in there. Russ made Russ it. Made it. Um, Anthony Davis and, oh. and Dame made it. So. Why did Anthony Davis make it? For what? I mean, I mean Anthony I got Davis. I a problem with uh, – of what uh, Dane making up in Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis got a resume. I'm about to say, people forgetting about Anthony Davis, man. Like, when he went to the Lakers, he was regarded as one of the top three to five players in the league. And at that time, you know, he was being ranked above LeBron James. And, you know, the the fact of the matter is they still won a championship as much as people act like it didn't happen because of what's going on right oh, you know now. What? I, 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 but I Anthony Davis is just physically it. soft, like Mr. Glass soft. It's not that he can't play. He just I, can't um, play because he's never on the court. I thought of another MVP that didn't make it there, the Chicago legend. Y'all know uh, where Chica- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The young the, – yeah, the, 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 I'm pretty sure everybody thinks he should have made it. Because people love yeah. that cat. They love him more than they love Ray Allen. Yeah, the Chicago legend. <laughs> the Chicago legend ain't making the, so, the, the SAT legend. <laughs> mumble, mumble mouth. You know what I mean? The folk. Yeah, shout out to D Rose. You're going to be in the 100 just because yeah, people are going to make, make sure you're in the 100. He ain't going to do nothing from this moment on to get. On to the extra twenty five, but somehow he gonna he yeah, gonna get now, it. Now I gotta think about I got, now I gotta think about like how many MVPs we actually have. I, you know, think about it. Mike got what? How many MVPs Mike got? Like five, six. Five MVPs. Kareem got six. Yeah, I think Reem Reem got like five. Magic got like three. Oh yeah, something like, like five. How many? Yeah. 
Yeah, so how many total MVP? Like, that might be the most prestigious club when you think about it because it ain't been but a handful of folks that's ever been an MVP to leave. Bubba Chuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of dudes in the Hall of Fame that's never been an MVP to leave. Right, right. So that, I mean, club, that's that definitely Definitely. definitely. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy, how do you feel about them leaving T-Mac? How do you feel about them leaving T-Mac off? Huh? <laughs> well, why wouldn't they? Did they put Anthony Peeler on? So what's the difference? Yo. He said Anthony Peeler. Yo. Yeah, yo. Jimmy, Jimmy had, was 75 years. 75 years, he probably had like 12 MVPs. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Same cats kept winning them over and over again. Yeah, because he was, yeah, yeah, man. Carmelo Barkley, these guy was. Anyway, man. And, this is, this and yes, we're we're exaggerating, but y'all get the point. It, it hasn't been that many. All right, so um, what else is happening in the MVP? I mean, in the MVP, in the NBA. Uh, speaking of that whole trade, Simmons, Ben Simmons, they say is still weeks out from um, – um, from playing, and Scott, you said Bernard King is getting disrespected. Um, what do y'all think? Because we know there's a such thing as you know professional basketball shape, but at this point, like if if dude was working out the whole time like he's supposed to, like how long do you think it takes him to get in the basketball shape when he just decides that he's ready to they play? Got a, which, you know, estrogen, he has a, a high estrogen, a high estrogen buildup. They have to bring that down and introduce more testosterone <laughs> into him to get him, get him prepared for the men's On the real though, do y'all think the fact that they're claiming he's weeks away now, do y'all think this is just them having to play this up because of the mental health um, um, angle that he took? Because, you know, there's already a bunch of people out there who thinks this whole mental health thing was just something he made up to try to get paid. But in 2022, you're not allowed to say that. You can't doubt somebody's mental health situation or, you know, you're going to be, you're going to get canceled. So do y'all think taking extra time is just him doubling, quadrupling, <laughs> down on this whole mental health angle? Is there anything to that? Because people are going to question it. Like, oh, I thought you had some mental health issues, but as soon as you get traded, you can come out on the court and play. Everything's fine. Yeah, this, I just think in the back, and somewhere in the back, it's it's got something to do with that. Like, we can't just rush out here now because we have to act like something was really wrong with Bull. Even though something is really wrong with Bull, but I don't yeah. think it's, with, it's not what he claims. See, I think it's something to that. Yeah, I think, I, man, this is yeah. an awful game. <laughs> I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw, like, you know, video of him working on his jump shot with Kyle Corver. But, uh, yeah. this awful game. They, they gotta, they gotta do this. Like, because it would be crazy. That's a lot. I think he had testicle removement surgery. Hey, yo. Killing him. So my question is this, like, even if we do believe that it's something to that theory, how long can they do this with the Nets sitting in eighth place? Um, you know, how long can they willingly keep, I guess, a new member of their big three out of the mix with the Nets on the kind of, you know, losing streak that they've been on lately? I mean, they got a, a, a win here and there. I think they're two 
two and eight in their last ten. But they had a nice little streak going on before they even won um, any of those two games. So how long can they do this? Like how long if, – if dude is ready to play, but this might not even be the Nets, though. This might still be himself and his agent making sure they save face at the end of this and like, yo, I just can't come right out and act like nothing was happening with my mental – it's just not going to look right. So I don't even know if it's the I next mean, call at this once, point. Once he's off his period, he'll be ready. Got to get that estrogen level down, brother. All right. I feel y'all. All right. So um, uh, speaking of that situation as well, um, it looks like the mayor of New York is working on removing these vaccine mandates from the city altogether, which would mean Kyrie Irving could um, eventually become a full-time player. Now, there's no word on exactly when this would happen, but the mayor has publicly come out saying we're trying to get these mask mandates and these vaccine mandates uh, removed so we can move on. We're just trying to take some time to make sure we don't do anything to, to make the city fall back into some, um, you know, high rate high COVID situation pretty much. Um, so with that on the horizon, I think Kyrie might be weeks away from being able to play in home games. You think Ben Simmons might be, you know, weeks away from playing and, of course, Kevin Durant getting healthy. When this team that's in the eighth spot right now, when they're at full strength and they get these three stars to play together, because there might be a learning period with them as well, like we talked about with Joel and Harden, what kind of move do y'all see or think this team can make up the Eastern standings? Um, Like I said, sitting at eighth right now. Um, I don't think they go too far. It ain't too too many games left. Because KD said the data that his time frame is unknown Right. right now. For them, it's like 23 games left, and they are – even at the eighth spot, they're only seven games the first of first place. Like, this is like a very tight Eastern Conference race right now. Yeah, I can see them getting, like, number four, number five. 50, 50. What you say, B? I'll see them going to the fifth, 50. Oh, fifth seed. I thought you said 50, like as in 50 games. I'm like, damn, if they win 50 games, they can only lose like a few more. <laughs> but um, Yeah, no, no, no. I see them making the No, fifth, that makes sense. Fourth, fourth, fourth or fifth seed. Um, of course, they're going to be one of those teams, if they go into the playoffs healthy, it might not matter <laughs> where they end up. Like nobody's really going to want to play this team, and they're going to have the capability to beat anybody. But at the same time, you don't want to gamble. You want to stay out of that play-in situation. So they do want to, you know, kind of get up there and, and, and get past that seventh seed so they don't have to be in a play-in situation and not even get a chance to get into the playoffs and, and scare everybody to death like, they, like they're capable of. Um, but we'll see because the band will possibly be all together in the coming weeks. Um, you got the big three of Kyrie, KD. The band or the band? That too. <laughs> all all three of them be be acting a little banish at times. But you're gonna have those three. Um, you got Seth. You got 
uh, Drummond that you got from Philly, and you also got uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. You still got uh, Blake Griffin. So this team is going to be full of names. We see if they can put it together and, and make a run. I mean, they're not in great shape KD right can, now. KD can only win championships when he got Curry by his side. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> All right, so um, speaking of, because uh, Jimmy mentioned Chris Paul, um, you know, how he's played after getting from under Harden. Um, he's out possibly six to eight weeks with a fractured thumb. Now, Phoenix has the best record in the league and are currently six and a half games up on the number two seed uh, Golden State Warriors. Now, if he's mixed, missing six to eight weeks, do y'all see Phoenix – Standing pat with such a big lead, or how far do y'all see them going down the standings? You know, the opposite way of the Brooklyn Nets, if y'all see that, period. Can they third, win without Chris third, Paul? Third, third seed. They're going to end up third seed. That's a hell of a deficit, though, man. Six and a half games? I think Chris Paul made yeah. that big of a difference for them. Because right now you're talking third seed is the Grizzlies. They're eight games in front of the Grizzlies. So they would have to have a major meltdown to to drop down even to the second seed, Speak, you know, let alone the third seed. So, B, are you saying that you, you believe Chris Paul is that valuable to the team? I mean, because last year we were making an argument that his, his MVP candidacy might have been a little bit overstated. But if you think they're going to drop from six and a half up on the second seed down to the third seed, then maybe you do believe he's that valuable. Indubitably. Second seed. That team is running well. I talked me up like a game and a half. They got triple double rust face, his dance partner. Um, you know, is is is, is Play playing well right now. I think they'll be season. fine. Yeah, we, 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 they'll be fine. It's just a lot of game. They're they're currently on a seven game win streak, so there's momentum there. Um, of course they're not going to be the same team without Chris Paul, but that's a lot of games. I don't think they're just going to totally melt down. And this is different from my thinking of them last year. Remember last season, I didn't really believe in the Suns. It took them not only making the finals, because even after they made the finals, I was thinking, okay, aberration. They're, they're probably going to fall back a little last year, then, you know, next year. Yo, these dudes are 48-10 and 10 right now on a seven-game winning streak, won nine out of their last, and are six and a half games up on the Golden State Warriors, who have a great record. 42-17 and 17 is nothing to sneeze at. When was the last time y'all seen a team at 42-17 and 17 be behind in the standings by damn near seven games. <laughs> it can't just be Chris Paul at this point. It can't be. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt yeah, on this one. I think I'm starting to be a believer in the Phoenix Suns. Now watch they choke, but we'll see. All right, so before we move on and, and take some calls, uh, I just want to give you out a stat of the week and a quote of the week. Stat of the week, this is a crazy one here. This is uh, NFL-related. George Hallis bought the Chicago Bears in 1920 for $100. A <laughs> hundred years later, 
when his family is still in control of the Chicago Bears, the franchise has a value of $4.075 billion. I'm not even smart enough to do the math on what kind of percentage increase that is with that investment. That's hard body karate. Man, $100 to $4.075 billion? Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, white privilege gives you the opportunity to get in for $100. And even in 1920, I know $100 went a long way in 1920. How the hell are you buying football teams <laughs> for $100? Yeah, Yo, all right, man. That that's crazy. That 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 is just that's silly right there. Um, quote of the week. Quote: I would give every first round pick this year and next if I was Philadelphia. I'd have absolutely zero reservations. And that is y'all, man. Colin Coward speaking on whether or not the Eagles should trade for Seattle's quarterback Russell Wilson. Y'all think? The Eagles should give up what's basically four first-round picks, because he said this year and next, to get Russell Wilson. Do y'all think he's worth that? No, and I'm I'm a Russell Wilson believer, but come on, dog. Not not four first-round picks. Maybe maybe two. I'm tired. I'm tired. I know Tobias has said this several times, but I'm tired of the Russell Wilson talk. Not, Not... I don't think Russell Wilson is a bummer with the buy. I'm talking about the fact that I've seen him placed on every team. And, like, is he leaving? Like, is he is he said he wants out? Like, <laughs> every day it's a new team that people are saying should trade for him and he'll be on that chair. And it's like, huh? Well, if or he is does, his, is his, is his team he definitely has the decision because he has a trade kicker. So the decision is definitely his. So they got to play ball with whoever he wants to play ball with if he wants out. Um, is this his rumor said New York Giants, but if he does say, I would like to play for the Philadelphia Eagles, they give up picks for dude. Yeah, I don't really know how much I can root for that team <laughs> in the future. That's just ridiculous. Yes, that's a whole lot. They've been trying to get out of Eagles fandom for about a half a decade now. They give up for They give up right. Pull me back in with a lucky Super Bowl run. No, yeah, true. But if they give up four first rounders, I'm gone too. I'm I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. And I like but and yeah. I like Russell. Uh, like this, but Russell, this this statement here is another rounders. reason why Colin Cowherd is a hack and and doesn't know what he's talking about, what he's doing, and will never be a NFL GM. Um, but before but I, we, I think he, I think he knows exactly what he's doing, which is why he has success in the business because he knows exactly he's what getting he's doing. ratings. <laughs> yeah, he's saying the most outrageous, hyperbolic things he can say. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's what the biz is about now. I, I feel you, Jim. All right, so before we uh, talk about what's, what happened this week while y'all were on the grind, we're over the phone lines. We got the homie Tobias calling in from out in Arizona. A D Rose fan, he probably mad he wasn't in that 75. What up, Tobias? Roll time, Damn. fellas. Roll hey, uh, all I know is, hey, all I know is, don't surprise Zion didn't get put in. Says they're probably trying to rig the NBA <laughs> TV schedule and hope he does come back. Uh, <laughs> but hey, you know about that seventy-five. I got some names that who could have made it if it weren't for injury, like P. 
Penny Hardaway, Grant, Grant Hill. Hardaway. Grant Hill would have been a lot. Grant Hill. I got one for you that people forget about. Brad Doherty. He was an all. He was an all, all, making all star games every year, but his back went out. And, I mean, uh, he, he, I thought he, he was a big time player, player but 50s, like you know, but the area he was in, he got kind of you know. You know, swallowed up by the bigger name. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you who. Uh, I'm gonna tell you who Jimmy's not putting in. Dolph Shade. Yeah. Um, or no. better yet, Dolph already in there, ain't he? <laughs> Dwight Howard should have made, made it. Dwight Howard should have made it. Yeah, but yeah. all I know is that I agree with yeah, Beyonce. I, mean, I was saying this last week. Mm-hmm. Hey, I was saying this last week. Scotty talked all that mess. Soon as Mike walked in, all we saw was a, all we saw was Scotty waving at the camera while his wife was getting railed out by another role player. Oh, yo, uh, be a man, stand on your sword. Uh, yo, let me, yeah, Scotty put that in, in the, the book, Scotty. Scotty be in the room when they running the train on it, or no? Hey, he probably is. He probably like like, like that white boy was on Mad Real World. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, hey. Malik Beasley told Scotty Pippen, dog, oh, Katie stays with me. Uh, but, you know, but here's the thing. Uh, and, and people talk to, like, Isaiah Thomas. He and Mike, I'm saying, if either one was on the side of the road, they'd probably stop and speed back up when they come to the car. That's <laughs> they don't like each other. But, I, but, like, with this whole conversation, what people don't realize is uh, the, games are, the game is totally different. Heck, the game was totally different now than the early 2000s. Uh, so it, it is like the rule. Not just the rules different. It's the way you run offense. Because, like, when Jordan was coming up, you want to be like LeBron or Luka, be the primary ball handler, do everything. Oh, we're going to do a high pick and roll and kick out to a quarter three. It, the offense was different. And, like, when the other guys were coming up, the paint was clogged. So I saw a Jordan mixtape, right? And what amazed me was, like, how many people were in the paint back then. And, it wasn't, you know, and I just think that people – and I hate how people make it like a guy who played 10 years ago with a bump. And I'm like, okay, you go out there to the park and play against him. Go out in the park and play against Brian Scalabrini and see what happens. <laughs> you know, I just think that – I just hate the fact that, like, guys who aren't even that old, Scal- people just Scalabrini already proved that to a couple of dudes. <laughs> yeah. A college player could score on them. <laughs> you know, Jimmer Fredette was scoring 40 at night at BYU. couldn't get a shot off in the league. But I just think people don't understand how great you have to be to even be in the conversation. And Isaiah talking about, oh, well, you well, bruh, he came in on the worst teams in basketball, and y'all was already established. The Celtics were one of the greatest teams ever that year. What was he supposed to do? You know, I just think people come up with these narratives and stuff for each side and everything. And uh, instead of just being like, hey, let's just enjoy what we're saying out there with these people. Well, you have to, man. Like, uh, sports talk, just like anything else, is basically politics. Like, you you got to take a side, and then you got to say, you got to disparage the other side as much as you can, whether deep down in your heart you really believe it or not, just like they do. Big so. right come up with these numbers. I'm like, we never talked about numbers of basketball players. We do a baseball. And uh and it's like you try to disparage the people. Let these people tell it. The Seattle Suns weren't that good even though they went sixty four and eighteen. <laughs> you know? Or the Sparkly Suns weren't that good. Now they're saying Clyde Drexler wasn't that good. 
And now they say the Pistons were old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nobody. The bronze statues will poop on Clyde Drexler, and we know why. Never mind Mitch and, Richmond. And, hey. and, and, but they, they won't say that, that they had the team form up in Miami to be an old Celtics team. But all you can do is beat who's in front of you. Because guess what? If these said these teams, these players weren't that good, if we were lost to them, what you really would have been saying then. So I, I just hate how, like, these people make up these narratives and stuff. And, uh, and you can't use numbers because the way the game is now, cats coming in the league younger – and they're playing longer, too. And, you know, so, of course, if you play longer, you're going to have better numbers. And just how it is. That's why they use per-game averages a lot of times. Hey, I just hate how, like, the narratives and stuff. To some of the stuff that we talked Man, about earlier. Every- Have you said um, – <laughs> He said the Sixers will ascend to number one and the Nets will win the play-in game and a first-round exit. Then he said Phoenix Phoenix will drop to fifth. Chris Paul is MVP-level importance to the Suns. <laughs> Yo, then, even, uh, even if he is MVP-level, it's almost mathematically impossible for them like to drop to fifth. You know, they're MVPs. And most MVPs are on – Good team. Good that team. used to be yeah. the the formula, best player on the best team. So even if you're MVP level importance, I don't see this team who's only lost ten games this season dropping down to fifth. Like that is absolute the fifth like they are thirteen and a half games above the fifth place team. Like there's not yeah, even enough games afloat. for them to drop to fifth. They got like twenty three games left. They're not gonna lose, you know, that many of them. Tobias, there's actually been um, research. There's actually been research and studies done that show scientifically that like most people believe that their generation is the greatest generation, right? So the same way that you know you grew up watching, you know, Mike and and, and people from that ilk, the folks that watch today are going to look at Curry and they're going to call Mike trash, and then you know there'll be people that. You know, watch whoever's next and call Curry. That's just how it, that's just how it is. Everybody believes their generation is the toughest, the best. You know, um, but things progress and things go on. And then yeah, you have the outsiders. You have people who aren't from the generation, and they still, you know, they might say, "But but Mike but, but, but the one thing the, that, the one thing that you're right about is the disrespect is a little different. The disrespect is a little different because even when you talk about like, um, say, Mike Magic Bird, those like. They thought they were better than the folks in the past, but they still like you know paid homage. Right. Yeah, so it's, so they thought they were better, right? And, but they still gave gave props. These young boys don't give props. They don't give a shit. They don't care. They like, yo, I'm better than you. You trash. You know what I mean, I dress better than you. Got better cars than you. The whole nine. Like, yo, that's, that's how they Brian get up. Doubled so. down. He doubled down on that My shot talk this weekend. He's, he Yo, said Brian it again said, during All Star Weekend. He said, when, when, I won that, when I won that tip, I was the best yeah, player point. anyone ever seen. He uh, said, yep. He said, it, I was the it, best like, player it, that it, any of you have ever seen. Like, yeah. And you know the funny part is. miserable lives again. And you know the funny part about that series was Kyrie was cooking the hell out of stuff, but no one said a word. They made Yo. like a bro. You know, I'm like, Yo. Kyrie was getting 40. Tobias. Yo, Tobias. Quiet as kept. That shot that Kyrie hit might have yeah. been one of the greatest shots in the history of the NBA. Like that shot was 
You know and, what and, though? And that's not even that's not even a shot at LeBron. But that, yo. Kyrie. The funny thing is, Kyrie I don't Bron, see that Bron, a lot, Bron had that Brian had that block, but that block was fire. Oh yeah, that block was crazy. I I don't see yeah. the Kyrie shot a lot. I don't see that in highlights or being talked about a lot. I see the Ray Allen Bron, shot Bron all the paid. time. That's because Bron, about... Bron paid Bron paid for it. That <laughs> hurts the Bron narrative. Well, of course you're uh, not gonna see it. I mean, but Ray Allen was on the team with Bron as well, but. Yeah, you I see, see that Ray shot all the time. All the time. Yeah, and, and, and I don't you know think because the Ray Allen shot, the Ray Allen shot was that was crazy. Like, I don't Ray, think the Kyrie listen, shot. Listen, listen, yo, everyone knows that Ray Allen is really cat. So there's no threat. Like, like, all, there's a all threat that Kyrie, Kyrie poses. Not really, but we know Ray Allen poses no threat to LeBron's legacy. I think yeah, that Kyrie. And, um, I think I think Kyrie must be close with like Chris Paul because. Every time, like, Steph plays Chris Paul, he just, like, he embarrasses and puts him on skates and cooks Chris Paul's ass. But then every time Kyrie plays Steph, he gets a little get back, like, stop picking on my old head or something. Like, Kyrie just going at <laughs> Steph crazy, like, like it's personal. But yeah. then again, Steph go at CP3 like it's personal. Yeah. Derrick Rose I mean, used to go at Chris Paul like, like that, too. Was, I don't know what that was, Chris Paul. was the guy. There's a like, YouTube video. You. There's a go YouTube video. Was just Steph busting Chris Paul ass, like a whole video of him just busting his ass. He had him on one yeah. point where he damn near hey. looked like uh, Antonio Daniels, and Iverson made him fall like two, three times in one play. He he yeah. got one where he got Chris Paul like that. I'll say this part, talk one thing. Uh, Iverson is one guy who's always gracious to the young guys. You know, hey, this guy better me. This guy's a great, and I hear he's hot he take guys say, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, all these guys talking about oh, uh, Michael didn't ever embrace you know, LeBron. You know. LeBron like, well, we never, we never in the same spot. And then Chris Broussard was like, Kobe was the one that had to father Mike. And Mike's all right, cool. Cause you know, and I'm just like, they make up anything. But I know y'all might talk about it, like the All Star Weekend, right? It, it, like everybody craps on the dunk contest, and I tell people this: the only fix for the dunk contest is stars participating. Because y'all remember with Dominique and That's Jordan, because think about it. They weren't doing all these crazy dunks trying to jump through, jump through like, portals and, and like, hop and all that <laughs> stuff. No. They, they they same dunk every single time. Michael did the free throw dunk every single contest. Dominique did the windmill four times per contest. It was fresh. Dominique yeah, did a one-hand yeah. windmill at least twice and did the two-hand windmill at least twice. He just did yeah. it from the side of the room. I think, listen, Tobias, I think that we have a vision of history of how great the dunk contest was. That shit was never really great. Cause I remember no, but that's, that's kind of what he's saying, Jim. He's saying people are still more interested just because they're stars. He's telling you that they did the same old dunks all the time. He, he, no, but he's I'm pretty saying much saying because of pull-off culture – People would like it more just because the stars were in it. Not that they're going to do anything uh, better than Obi Toppin in them. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we liked it when the star. My point is, I don't think we liked it when the stars was in that shit. It's always been trash. I, 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 I tell you what, also, no, I, we I can't tell you what, also, I think it's a little bit of a. I think it's a little bit of revisionist history, and like, you know, like it, it, it's more about um, not the, the actual the dunk contest, but. It's just like your memories around things happening, you know, happening at that time. So it's like nostalgia more than anything else. 
But see, but see, here's but what I'm saying is that people just want to see stars through people they nah, know. Yeah. If Zion Kyle, Kyle, and Ja and all of them people got in the dunk contest, people would flock Yo, to the TV to watch. Zion I'm was doing it for free on YouTube. It's just society. <laughs> it's just cola listen, culture. Listen, like, I've, stars, I've watched stars. I've watched stars. I've watched stars in the dunk contest, and I saw Aaron Gordon lay down. I've never been more excited about a dunk contest until I saw OG. Jimmy, you keep I speaking for yourself. You acting like we I'm don't live in we don't live on planet Koloff. Stop speaking for yourself. You're not yeah, one of them dudes. But my thing is, these yeah, people would be excited culture, to get I, But I think it'll have the opposite effect. I think it'll have the opposite effect. It'll be nothing but like a way, a reason to slander the superstars and nothing else. Like because, but they, you know, you know, point, you know what? No, at this point, <laughs> the yeah, no, at no, this point no, with the dunk contest, you know what? They will do that. They'll definitely do that. No way, I actually, because of the stars. I actually, I actually agree with that. I think that that's why these young boys won't. They won't do the dunk contest because they're scared of social media pushback. That's exactly what I said, That's exactly what I said. I don't, I don't disagree with that, Jim. But the fact is, people but are I, going to watch it because the yeah, superstars are like, yeah, Some people is, who passed on it, like, it better. watching no goddamn Obi Toppin. Yeah, but because people, like, but here's the thing, though. Are we talking about getting better ratings or being better itself? Like, because I'm talking about it, getting better it. ratings. You can ask Tobias but, what he's talking about. Tobias said to make it better. Like, that's not going to make it better. But see, what happens I'll say this. I'll say this right now. I ain't watching that trash no more. But see, it'll still be trash, but people going to watch it. Hey, Zeb, you full of shit. You full of shit. We watching that shit next year again. Stop playing. Hey, I watch it every but, year. But fella, <laughs> that's what I said. That's, why I, I know what that's exactly why I said to you, you can't speak for these people. Like, I'm not speaking for these people. I'm going to watch it, and we're going to complain every time. No, but what and, I'm saying is, is Tobias talked about <laughs> making it better by having the stars. I'm like, you might get better ratings, but who gives a shit about the ratings? It ain't going to make the dunk contest no better. Let me ask this, because we're saying two different we saying two different uh, – Yo, yeah, that, that dunk contest was an exception. That was an exception. I mean, that was a great contest. That's what I said. That was it, a great, always great. That outlier. was the greatest. I think that might have been the yeah, best dunk, that, contest, I, dunk contest I've ever seen. Them two dudes got it yo, in. Yo, boy, lay down, yo. <laughs> I mean, it, you, it definitely <laughs> was. Yeah, yeah. I mean. But I'm telling you, Omar put this a lot of love. The three-point contest, we just want the guy to take shots out of a, out of a rack. But everybody, that was yeah. so awesome. Say because you got players you know. I mean, yeah, Joe. Joe Harris, Patty Mills, bunch of these other cats just doing it you never heard of. See what you complain about that. You know, I just think that sometimes these guys ain't winning, but trying. They were mad. I think it was Simon or Gerald Green supposed to do the the rim, and they mad to do the touch the rim. Like, what are you supposed to do? Knock out his teeth for y'all entertainment? <laughs> Yo, know? my but, thing is, my thing is this, Tobias. Like, what do you get out of winning a dunk contest? What do you get out doing the three-point cut of a cat's line up to do that? I mean, you got – well, I mean, that's a league, that's a league we in now. They, they care more about a three than anything else. I mean, the fact that you got a seven-footer winning a three-point contest tells you everything you need to know. And by the way, no one – hey, cat think yeah. he's doing something. Cat, yeah, and Carl, every time I listen to the podcast, cat, I tell him that. Think he just we want MVP, you to yeah. shoot three and not be in the post. Cat think he just won the MVP the way he – I know. Yeah, he did. After this contest, hey, y'all re- hey, y'all remember Cat trying to holler at Mike like, who is this Cat? Oh, you that big soft one, ain't you? That's how that yeah. soft put out. <laughs> but, uh, but y'all yeah, talking about Ben Simmons, right? Mike was talking to his investment. 
Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, y'all at Mary J. Yeah, he told Tyrese I was done, but uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, y'all talk about like I'll say this real quick, two things real quick. Russell yeah, Wilson, I think he's a good player, but I'm not giving up four first round picks. But I think he's a good player, but he finished as a great PR. Yo, he's the Tobias, one guy. Tobias, that, Tobias, there's nobody Tobias, that would giving up, somebody. giving up, giving up, giving up four first round picks has nothing to even do with whether a player – I'm not giving up four first-round picks to Tom Brady. I'm not giving up four first-round picks to Dan Marino. How about Kermit? I'm not giving up four first-round picks. If you can get Kermit right now, would you give up four first-round picks? Ooh. I'll get back to you. How about you? But at the same time, that sounds more That sounds more tempting – but they get that. Giving up Mahomes in the discussion for the best player. No one ever talks right. about Russell Wilson when they have quarterback help. And it, and but at the right. same time, even with Mahomes, not having no certain picks is why his ass ain't winning the last two years, though. The year, you know, offensive well, line, why, like, they could be that's using them picks. That's why I see Joe Stacey out there. That's why I see Joe Stacey out there. Like, so if we, if we take the top young cat talent, now would you make that decision? I was just saying that because the awesome was getting ready to say, I'm not giving up four first-round picks to nobody. Right. I'm like, there's See, somebody. It, it's no, more not, tempting I'm, with I'm, those I'm dudes not, because they got, they got years left, and you can try yeah. your best. Look, but if you get you Russell assume, and you, give up four, like trading is about four first-round picks mean I'm going for it right now. Going for it right now. You assume Joe Shiesty has years left, but all them sacks he's taking, that shit ain't good to your health, man. Yeah, but remember, I will give up four first-round picks for Aaron Donald, and that's with him maybe retiring. I still would do it. <laughs> that's, di- that's different. Yeah. He's different. But, but what? He's different. But yeah, because you got to remember also. Umbaku. That's Umbaku. He, nah, he, he that dude, but I ain't doing that either. <laughs> you got to remember also, Russell was like probably 33 years old, and he wants a new contract. And, and like, he got, and like what happens is once you give him all those picks, you got to hit all those other picks also because right. – and that's you why I think people miss out on like the Rams. They don't pick six rounders. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, and, uh, and I'll say this about Ben Simmons before I run. I ain't gonna lie. So if I'm not on TV, I don't get a check to say this for a living. That joker was lying about mental health. He is too scared to go back on the court. I can say it because ain't nobody coming for me. Uh, <laughs> because it because he. You talking in about my man? Opinion, you on you on yeah. you on the war room every week. You a celebrity, man. Hey, by the way, I ain't getting paid. But um, mm-hmm. we need know. to talk about that, by the way. You ain't got to get paid to get canceled. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, but like with Ben, right, in my opinion, I'm not a mental health professional. But in my opinion, you. he needs to go ahead and get out there and get that game in Philly out the way. Because what if they play Philly in the playoffs? He's going to have to get out there. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm, and I'm telling you, there's no way in my mind, there's no way I see him playing on March 10th. But he will, he will shock he'll, me if he does. He shock he'll me play he on March 11th. Light-skinned Tony <laughs> yeah, Allen will play on March 11th, though. Uh, you right, know. Uh, Hell out of here. We got to go. Yo, Tobias. Yo, Don't disrespect Tony Allen like this. Don't hey, disrespect guys, Tony Allen. Hey, you guys take it easy. And remember, the – the Bears owner buying that team for $100, man, that's why we needed our 40 acres in the mule. Sorry, Roland Martin. Hey, you guys, have a great no. day. No doubt. But even if we had our Roll 40 time. acres in the mule, they wouldn't have let us, even if we had $300 to, to beat that bid, they wouldn't have sold it to us anyway. They wouldn't allow so us to take wouldn't. They wouldn't let us yeah, win the so, 
we still wouldn't have the same kind of investment. But, Jim, let everybody know what happened this week while they were on the Grizz Naive. We can get the dub out of here. Yes, sir. And while you were on the Grizz Naive, is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. So you or your business, you know what I'm saying, or your trap house, need a custom website, here's what you do. Call Digital Extreme Technologies. Go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203 and go, yeah. All right, so. www.46street.com. <laughs> trap house websites, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo, real quick, though, the first story, man, probably the only story that really matters. Um yeah. Second one but, uh, is a as a matter of fact, though, let me let me let me let me get this trash story real fast. Champions League final in Russia is set to be moved because uh, Big Bang Pete started letting them bombs go. So you know it is what it is. Um, yeah, but with that the beautiful game. He disrespecting the beautiful game, B. He says this is a trash yeah, though. But, but no, that that's it. Make I more that, that's make more money deal. than anything he likes. So <laughs> that's a, that's, a, that's a big no deal. Champions League final. Getting moved because you like because you letting your hands go. It's like the world is against you. Everybody might be afraid of that threat that you sent out there about you know y'all not seeing nothing like oh, y'all that. Oh, that's see a soccer jump. I thought I thought but, that was yeah. I thought that was golf. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. This is, this being moved. That's gonna be that's gonna be some big financial implications um, for Russia. Um, what you think, baby? You the resident football head, Paul. Uh, I mean, how big I is the Champions League? I think I can't speak on that. Um, put it this way: the tenth place team gets about forty million in TV money. Damn. Man, about moving it, here, they can't move it to Wembley because Wembley has something going on at that particular time. So London gonna miss out on the bag for something that's probably gonna make less money. But um, Russia gonna miss out on a nice bag for this. All right, man, yeah. back to hoops, though. The real story <laughs> like here, so, Juwan, yo, Juwan Howard, yo. Speaking of Latin man, hand, Juwan Howard. He was suspended for the rest of the regular season, which is five games. Um, Southside. Well, like, you know. <laughs> yo, he asked, he asked Bull, don't put your hands on him three times. Yeah, but he Everybody keeps saying that, though. He said that, too, though. Right, that's not the duty, and and this this is gonna go down. This is gonna be another one of them overrated moments because at the the longer history goes on, we're gonna exaggerate it and exaggerate it. Truth be told, he opened up his hand, so you know, just like we're used to seeing with basketball players, these dudes can't fight. What we thought was a punch well, I mean, is really well, a slap. Well, well, but here's the thing: twenty years from now, I'm gonna be talking about how more disrespectful though. I think these than dudes punch. just open their hands because they don't know how to fight. We've seen it in NBA fights. We've seen dudes pawing at each other. Remember Alonzo I mean, Mourning? Like who was the other big man he was trying to fight? Zoe and somebody like like pawing at each other. You know what I mean? You got to That's one thing they can't say wasn't better back in the 60s and 70s. The rumbles were definitely better. They let their hands fly back then. <laughs> yo, he smacked Bordo, smacking him as disrespectful. Rudy, Rudy Tombaugh like, almost lost his life. Yo, smacking hey, is disrespectful, like, man. When 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 you try to do that, I don't think he tried to do that. I don't know. I think he threw, and you know, know, dudes who can't fight, their hand, their brain tells their hand for some reason to open up. 
Because he, because it left, saying, but I think like I left think, his body. I think he might have been trying to smack this. more. <laughs> I don't know, man. Smack, you know. smack, leave as an open hand. His joint opened up. I don't know, dog. I think, I think, he, I think he might have been trying to smack more. I think Cat's I mean, brain either be way, telling though, him. We, either way, we're we not even focusing on the. Even, not even, even focusing either way, Bull six ten and got big hands, so he mopped his whole face up. We, we not even focusing on the fact that as a leader of men. He was out of pocket because then how are you gonna tell your kids to like you know keep, remain calm when you can't? Yeah, he's I mean, he's like he's the drawn. bigger story is what's, what's up with your boy? You know, it's a lot of us out there who will defend him, who are defending him. Um, bottom line, he he's done the wrong thing. Um, we've all been there. Like I've I've coached on a couple of levels and. Not only want to put hands on a coach or a referee, you know, sometimes you want to put hands on a player. So we've all been there, but you have to, sometimes as you don't Jimmy play. called him, a leader of men, you got to exercise some control because you are the, the biggest influence in, in some of these young dudes' lives. So as, as you just asked him, like, how is he going to expect when they get into a tense situation on the court, how are you going to expect them not to wild out when, you know, he wilded it out? And and interestingly Man, enough, on the court, when he, he popped he was actually defending one of his players because this particular coach, like we was telling B, B, this wasn't the dude that he was telling not to touch me. Um, this one tried to jump up in the scrum and look like he was pushing one of Juwan's players out of the way to get there. So he saw that and mopped his face up. Um, but, yeah, he, he's definitely sending a bad, bad message, man. A lot of people yeah, are blaming so, on the head coach of the other team. He definitely, you know, he impe- he impeded his progress. It looked like Jerome was going to go by and not shake his hand, and dude felt some type of way about that. But there's a way to feel some type of way about that without putting your hands on somebody, without impeding now, progress. Now, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Jerome got to chill. Jerome got to chill. There was, an incident, there was an incident in the handshake line like a couple of days before this one, mm-hmm. and it made some folks say that maybe they should get rid of the handshake line. I heard Patrick Ewan say it uh, earlier today. He said they should just do away with it altogether. No, Um, I don't think we should do away with it. I mean, it's a great show of sportsmanship on an everyday basis, but sometimes you're going to have these situations play out like this because there's a lot of emotions that go into these basketball games. And if something happened, it was a close game and somebody just lost, you know, a lot of people hate losing. Or, like in this case, Jawan. And his team thought they, you know, it was Bush League for dude to call a timeout in that situation. Like, emotions are running high. So this this could happen. Like, I coach 10- and 11-year-olds, and I've had games this season where the kids are like, like, you know, we make them line up after the game, and you hear them saying, I ain't shaking nobody's hand. Like, they're mad. So it's like we're forcing them into the situation. What if these young boys start scrapping, just like these college dudes can start scrapping? I don't know. Why Why should we keep forcing that? I think sportsmanship really shouldn't be forced in the first place. If these dudes want to shake hands after the game, they can do like NBA players and NFL players and go seek out the people they want to shake hands with. If not, mm. don't force them to be somebody they're not because then you get situations like this. That's my two cents. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so basically that's what happened this week. Man, control wow. your emotions. You ain't no witch. Why are you on the Grace Naive? Yo, Dad, what happened to Dayton Sports History, y'all? This Dayton Sports History brought to you, of course, by Sports the Book. Sports is an acronym. Stay with me now. Smart people 
only read the sports. This is a sports book written by War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. Make sure you get your copy. You can get it at sportsthebook.com. You can get it at warroomsports.com. But if you haven't read this by now, like, we're giving you a few more weeks to go ahead and do that before we just start airing you out on, um, you know, on live air. So make sure you do that. This date in sports history, February 24th, 1982, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, scores a then NHL record 78 goal his 78th goal of the season in route to 92 goals in a season not only did he score 92 goals in this season he only played in he played in 80 games <laughs> so dude was yeah. you know, amazing back then you know the rules That's weren't centered amazing. around helping offenses hockey offenses score more so that just shows you how impressive this, this feat was and how impressive this dude was and why to this day he's still considered the great one and the greatest of all time on them skates. All right, so we'd like to give a, a, a big war room salute to Gretzky. Let's get up out of here, man. Time to roll. Yo, word bomb. Get up out of here, baby. Here's the bottom line, man. Shout out to everybody for all the support. Bottom line is, as we say every week, go to the hub, warroomsports.com, to catch everything that we've got going on. Warroomsports.com, my book, Sports the Book, can also be found at the hub of warroomsports.com. Enjoy your week, everybody. Please stay safe, and we appreciate you. But as we always say, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the world of ignorance. Huge chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.